This is the year to stop overpaying for your family plan. So choose a straight talk wireless family plan. Unlimited data, talk, and text on a reliable 5G network. And you can get a new line starting at $25 per line per month for four lines, plus taxes and fees and no contracts. That's good decision making. Available at Walmart and on straighttalk.com. Family plan discount with four lines, all on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. In times of traffic, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. Video streams at up to 480p. Canva is awesome for so many reasons, for your social media, but for work. If you're looking for ways to impact at work, Canva can help your points get across. All right, Mike, do you, what do we use it for? Like one sheets, if we're doing like a presentation, graphics? Oh, it's awesome for graphics. Super easy to use. And that's the thing too, especially with some of these apps, you think, well, there's no way I'll be able to use it. Well, me, because I'm a dummy. But even I can use Canva to make things look cool, right? Yeah. Well, you don't have to insult me and say yeah so quickly. Yeah, you can do it. Yes. It's awesome. So it's easy design, impactful Canva presentations, docs, whiteboards, videos. Start with a designer-made template, which makes it so easy, especially for me. Customize with your content. You can add images and graphics and charts. Start designing today at Canva.com. Design for work. We've all been there. You have a question about your credit card. You call the number for help, and you can't get a hold of anyone. With 24-7... U.S.-based, live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person. Anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. A real person. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. It's time for the Bobby Bones Post Show. Here's your host, Bobby Bones. I mentioned on the show yesterday that I thought today's show would suck because we'd be so tired. I think it was fine, but I'm tired. I'm really tired. Yeah, the day two, we were on adrenaline yesterday. Like our company, honestly... If they're dragging us out and making us go that hard, that far away, in the desert, late at night, they should say take Monday off. Oh, my I friend mean, texted on, me that exact thing. Honest to God, I'm not even, I don't yeah. even like days off. And I would be like, no. But then I would go, well, the show, they're all exhausted, and then we'd probably do it. We'd probably, rec- they'd say take, this is what we do. They'd say take Monday off. We'd record some content ahead of time, place it in that Monday show, so it wouldn't be a total loss for our listeners. And... Come in Tuesday and start the show. I'd love that. It's like the Super Bowl. You know, I don't know that Monday should be a national holiday, but I think it probably should be. Because everybody does it. You know, there are all these holidays. But yeah, we should have had the day off uh, yesterday because uh, I'm, I'm my voice is even a little shot still two days later. It's not bad, bad, but it's they work us to death far away, get dehydrated. Do you have to turn in your expenses? Not, not yet. yet. I'm going to do that. One? Is there uh, a limit on those? Scoob, did you get my expenses? I did, yeah, I got it. Is there a limit? Yeah, you're way yeah. past the limit. Send it anyway. I'm just kidding, it's fine. No, you're good. I, I think talent has a different limit versus production staff like myself. But you're ta- you're not talent? Uh, no, when I'm there, I'm production staff. I do whatever they need. I'm basically like a PA for them. So Scuba was driving the shuttle for a while. 
<laughs> this weekend? What? Yeah, but I was cool with that because normally I have to work the daytime stage, and it is like it is hotter than hell out there. It's true. I would have rather oh. driven the shuttle too. Yes. Than worked outside as a production assistant. But scuba is like a big deal, right? But then out there, everybody gets. Everyone's in the same plane. Our big, big boss, Jen, was like, I'll drive the SUV. I'm like, you're not driving the SUV. You have other things to do. I'll do it. Plus, we're looking at upgrading our vehicle to something bigger, so it's a nice chance for me to drive this car around. So I got out of the daytime stage. This is my win. Oh, man. He, yeah. talked, he talked himself into that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> really convinced yourself that you were doing, that you were doing good. I did, I did. And uh, speaking of vocals, I had to go on vocal rest Saturday night. Who my put boys, you on vocal rest? Well, he did. Eddie. Himself. And, well, because no, I, I was did. starting the voice. Anytime you go to Vegas, though, you come back lunchbox and your voice is shot and you go, allergies. Every time. No, no, but it's the it's the dry air of Vegas. It's a mix because you're yelling a lot. Okay, but I also am in the dry air of Vegas and I have bad allergies. But you said, you even said your voice is no, not No, but this all the is my back. voice right now. It's been, it's fine. But that's what I'm saying. I went on vocal rest <laughs> no, Saturday night. No, but you night. lose it every time is my point. And you come back, you gamble and you scream the whole time and you're like, allergies. Correct. Well, I've never seen him so social in public than in Vegas. He talks to everyone. Because he's drunk. He's half drunk. Correct. Because his wife and his kids aren't there. Yep, that's it. Yeah, but also when you're gambling, <laughs> you, that's the whole, it's fun to chat with people and have fun and live it up at the tables. That's what it's all about. And Eddie's like, no, dude, they, no one wants to talk. All they are there to do is make money. I'm like, no, that's not true. Like, people want to talk and have fun and like. I mean, I think you're both right. Yeah. It just depends on yeah, the person. Everybody's there for a different reason. Right. I think most people, the ones that are rubbing their heads at the table, they're not there to have fun. They're like, oh my gosh. What's I'm your favorite money. game to play in Vegas? Me? Roulette. You? Uh, craps and Blackjack. One. <laughs> he said one. <sighs> I, I'm starting to shift to where craps is the most fun. But he thinks he's really good at blackjack, so no, no, that's why he likes it. I, I blackjack, you can be a certain level of good. There is some luck involved, but if you play, if there, you have to play right. And I do, I know how to play. So, yes. Yeah. Eddie, Eddie thinks you just go by your gut, which is totally crazy. Yeah, he thinks he knows what the cards are. You don't know what the cards are, but this, the mathematical oh. situation. <laughs> Is hey, you, is, this is us in Vegas arguing about this every time. That's what I'm saying. Like, if you have 16 and the dealer's showing 18, Eddie's like, no, your gut just says stay, stay. But it's funny because I'm like, all, no, you got to hit. He like, always points to the upside down card. He says, right there, that's a 10. And I'm like, but you don't know that. And he says, you you're assume. You're supposed to assume. Right, correct. He goes, you, you assume it's a 10. And then they flip it over, it's a 3. He's like, God, well, why did you assume it was a 10? It could be anything. Yes. Oh my gosh. This is what I'm saying. I think his explaining it is funny, but he's right. In right. Principle. I know there are rules to blackjack. I get it. Depending on what cards are showing and what there are aren't. rules, but there are mathematical uh, statistics that tell you what you're supposed to do. There's analytics that would that's lead what I'm you saying. certain directions. Can analytics. I say something though that he does? And I just know I know 100 that people don't like this. He tells people at the table what to do. Oh, people do not like that. Right? Nope. Why are you laughing? Because nope. he did it at my bachelor party and it was so annoying. Oh, that's so annoying. No, nope. don't tell people. I'm like, what to do. it's what? their money. Give an example. Like he, somebody's like, all right, you're showing this, and the dealer says, do you want another card or not? And he look, he, he covers his mouth. I, I, I would hit. I, you don't hit. No, I, would, no. I would hit. No, no, I, would hit I, I don't. I don't say anything to people unless they ask. But but he so, covers his mouth. So like, let me say this. Uh, up until now, I've agreed with Lunchbox. He maybe has explained it in a way that didn't make a lot of sense, but I knew where he was going, and he just play right. Now, if you're saying this is true, this is true. I don't know that I can agree with him. No, no, about this, his style of play. This is how it works. If they ask the dealer, "Oh, what should I do?" or they ask the table, "Like, oh, what should I do?" because they're conflicted, I'd be like, "I would hit." Ray, what do you think? Does he do it unsolicited? Yes, and he also to this last time he would actually tap the table to tell the person next to him to hit. 
No, no, that was a joke because he had an Astros hat on, and so we were joking about the Astros, and so I was banging like they did the trash cans. But, but what you were still telling him to hit. It, he knew it how was to a play. Joke and but he knew how to play. I, he, didn't, he didn't need me to tell him. It was just a being funny. So yes, is funny better than funny? Yes, I was banging the table <laughs> as an Astros joke. And here's the thing: if you sit with any, if you ask any dealer I play with, they love when I sit at the table because I know exactly what I'm doing. I know how to play, and I'm good at it. And they tell you, See? this guy knows how to play. He's good at it. What the, this is what I led how with. How much did you win? Uh, this weekend, I ended up coming home down three hundred. <laughs> Wait, you said coming home down. Wait, what? Three hundred. So you lost three hundred. Yeah. yeah, that's a weird way to say it. But you yeah. know what you're doing. No, no, no I, I did. How much money did you win though? At, at one point, I was up like fourteen hundred dollars. And you came home. He's negative? good at blackjack though. Yikes. Yeah, I lost it on roulette. I was trying to go big on roulette to you know make it a real big payday and didn't hit. Didn't hit. Happens. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I played the whole weekend for three hundred dollars. Eddie, how much you lose? Uh, I lost like three hundred dollars. Okay. And Eddie gambled for 10 minutes. I gambled the whole weekend. No, I gambled, gambled for two days. Are you guys competitive about no, no, he's luck just, and he gambling? Is just, he's just mad because I play certain games and I'm kind of... Cocky. Like, like, yeah, I'm cocky. Sure. <laughs> but I play blackjack and I know how to play and I, I'm sorry. Like, if someone doesn't know how to play at the table, I don't tell them. I just get up and leave. Like, if they don't want No, no, no. You make noises, though. Like, if he doesn't... What's a noise? Go ahead. Make the noise. Make I have noise. no idea. Yes, if somebody does something that's not part of the blackjack rules or whatever, he, oh, my God, oh my God. I, I'm gonna go. I'll cash out. I'll cash out. Oh, he does stuff like that. That's so annoying. It's okay. It's my money. Absolutely. You, I'm not saying it's wrong. And, and sort of like if they're sitting there and they're like they're debating whether they're gonna hit. Let's say I have a fifty dollar bet out there and they have a ten dollar bet. And they're just like, oh my gosh! But, but their their bet doesn't affect you unless you're counting cards. You're only playing well, you against cards, the dealer. Their cards do affect the table unless you're counting cards, no, but wrong, they don't. Okay, unless, wrong, no, no, no. Wrong, unless you're wrong, actually doing a counting-ish version where you know that tens are jacks, queens, kings, and because again, I studied a bit of really elementary card counting and I sucked at it. So unless you're doing that, it doesn't affect it. It, it absolutely does. Especially if it's a three deck shoot. So, Are you card counting? Lunch so lunch? if they don't hit, if they don't want to hit, I will offer here. Here's ten dollars to hit, and I'll 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 take over your hand. See, this is what I'm saying. But that's yeah, that's annoying. But <laughs> they're just trying to play. But if he's actually thinking he can make money on them because they're because it's them versus the dealer, right? It's not really affecting Lunchbox's hand. Like he shouldn't get up and leave. No, it is, it, it is because if they don't take the hit, if let's say I'm doubling down, if I have eleven and they have and they don't hit on their card. And they don't. But you don't know what's coming next right, unless you're you counting the cards. Right, a bit. Exactly. But let's say they take the five. The next card, but, I but, get but my they can ten. Take a ten. You have no idea what, what you're right. that relationship of two cards. It doesn't matter. I'm not arguing this. But the analytic. Yes. How much did you win? It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> both. Did you gamble? But I didn't just win gambling. I won betting games as well. Right. Right. That's gambling. Yeah, that's gambling. I'm talking about on the tables. Gambling. Not table gambling, right? right. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was pretty good. Eddie said you hit eight reds in a row. I hit eight of ten reds, so oh. that story's not exactly oh, man, it fully better. accurate. Eddie <laughs> eight walked in a row up, but I came better. off the uh, roulette table, and I played ten and hit eight out of ten. But I didn't do anything to win that. I mean, that's just sheer luck. That's great. So, but it was good. I think I won most of my money betting games, lost some playing craps, won a bunch playing roulette, and then won betting games. Did you find your bet slips? Here's what happened. I made five bets. Couldn't find the slips. Like, like Amy, if you lose them. those, that's it. I mean, they're, they're gone. Yeah. I took pictures of them. 
but that doesn't matter. But I lost them. But I took pictures, so when I went over and did work, I could look back at my slips to see what my, where, where I was in my games. And so I, I texted Eddie. I lost my bet slips. Couldn't find them for an hour. And then I did the thing where I go, okay, where would I put them if it were me? And I were going back, where, where would I put them? And I looked everywhere I would have put them. I couldn't find them. And the hotel room's only so big. I don't know what room, kind of room the company put you guys in, but I had like a corner room with like the living room and the bedroom. Oh, no, I didn't bedroom. have a living room. No. Oh, no, I just had a shower and a bed. <laughs> Mine was like an efficiency. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> I didn't even have a closet. <laughs> well, I searched the three rooms inside of our room. <laughs> okay, three rooms. <laughs> I didn't pay for it. I don't know. I just showed up. And I couldn't find them anywhere. Every pants pocket, everywhere that I would have put them to be safe. Couldn't looked under things. I would have a heart attack. And... I asked Caitlin, I said, hey, can you look? I'll look in this room. You look in that room. We'll go look in this room. And let's just tear it apart. I said, because there's some, I want money. So we look, we look, look. And she goes, and you've looked in everything. You looked in, she goes, you know, you you'd put them somewhere safe. Like you checked your shoes. I checked every single shoe. Because I brought like five pairs of shoes with me. And she was like, you've gone all, and I grabbed a shoe again. And I put it so deep in the shoe to make sure it was safe and nobody stole it that I found them deep in the toe of a shoe. You oh, hid wow. them in a rolled, shoe? Rolled them up, pushed them in a shoe. Wow. She even now knows what I'm doing. Even when I can't remember what I did. That's pretty cool. I'm not losing it. Eddie thinks I'm losing it in general because I lost the slips. I'm not losing it. A chip flew out of my bag on the casino floor. No, you were pulling chips out of your pocket. That that was. Oh, is that that what it was? Pocket. That was crazy, man. Because like Amy, he's pulling. He's like, dude, check it out. This is crazy. It was a hot and roulette. And he pulls out his chips to show me. And I'm like, wow, that's really cool. And then some guy comes up and says, hey. Well, we start walking off. Some guy's like, hey, sir, 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 you dropped a hundred dollar chip. Oh my gosh. Like a. Stranger. Wow. That's, uh, that's nice of that stranger. Amazing. Yeah, it's super nice. Because, I, like, I mean, one time I found 140 in cash on the ground. I went right to the roulette wheel, put it on red, and hit. Yeah, but you found it right on the ground. You didn't know whose it was. Right. Yeah, he saw me drop it. I was like, oh, hey, man, okay. you dropped that and handed it to me. I was like, oh, wow, thanks, man. But he didn't have to say anything. He did. Let you walk away. He could have. That's his money. But here's the thing. I'll be honest. I think they would have busted him because all those cameras. I don't know. I would have never said anything. I wouldn't have known. But I think they would have seen him pick it up and try to go bet it, and they would have. You break. think? Oh man! However, they are on top of things. If you find case. just a chip on the casino floor, that's finders right. But keepers, if you right? S- right, but I think with all those cameras, I don't you- think finders keepers ever a, a real rule. I like think a it one is. that they <laughs> right. abide by. But, but there's I w- no way to. Yeah, I mean, you, say who's. But I'm saying it's interesting. I don't know. They how wouldn't approach and go, "How'd you find that?" Well, finders keepers. I think they just probably let it go. <laughs> it's like, well, I mean, my my cousin's husband was playing in Colorado one time, and he was playing craps, and he was had all these chips, and he kept and he was rolling. Rolling, rolling the dice, and all of a sudden security just tackles the dude next to him. And he was like, what is going on? The guy next to him, every time he would roll, would reach over and take his chips and put them in his stack. He was stealing the chips? Yeah, and so then... That's pretty cool. I mean, it was such a... He was like, I had no idea because I would be rolling and he'd reach underneath me and put chips in his stack. And they were watching that close. And they were watching that close. And so they... That's cool. They caught him. They caught him, and what they did is they gave every single chip that guy had... My cousin's husband got. Someone <laughs> who finds lost property is entitled to keep it unless the original owner comes to claim it. Yes. Right, and Finders you can't chip. But if I'd have been like, I lost it. Yeah, I think he just had it. He could just could have kept it. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. yeah. So Eddie told me I was losing it between the bet slips and the money, the like, chips dude, coming out. You're losing stuff. But I don't, it's a good... I didn't gamble that much. I bet on some games and went down like twice. I'm not a big gambler anymore. I'll go just to hang out if I got time to kill. There for a long time I wasn't gambling at all because I was just so... I was in it. I was playing poker. I was doing everything. Lunchbox and I were just flying to Vegas. It's so fun. We just man. go six, seven times a year. Like, you want to go gamble? Yeah, let's go. 
Yeah. Sometimes we wouldn't see each other for two days because we'd just be gambling. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, but no, yeah, I, I really don't have like the itch to just to go a gamble. If we're killing time, I'll gamble a little bit. But it's also like if I lose money, I'm like, I could have bought some shoes. That's what I always think. Yeah. Like if my kids ask me like, oh, can I have this? It's $300. I'd be like, you crazy? You're out of your mind. But I just threw it away in like one day in Vegas. Or you could have made double Exactly. Up. That's what I always think but when I go. But odds are you're not going <laughs> to double up. <laughs> and you can be good at something and also lose 300 bucks. Uh, we just found bucks. out. Yeah. It happens. But <laughs> not mad about it. I wouldn't be mad about it either. But also, I'm not good at gambling. But it's also entertainment. Absolutely. Like you're paying for entertainment. Mm -hmm. But then Scuba, he played for, what, 20 minutes, and he won some good money. Did you? I, I double-plussed. And so I, I had 100 bucks, and I put it on red to their, um, their I guess their, what do, you, what do you call that? Tradition? Roulette? Yeah, tradition, whatever. I put 100 bucks, lost it immediately. I'm like, crap. But I saw that it was uh, Black 29, which is my birthday. I have specific numbers that I always play. I never do a color. So I went and got another $100, and I started playing my numbers. I won. I won. You hit I numbers? Won. I kept, I kept hitting numbers. all my numbers. Wow. My numbers. I, always, I don't ever do colors. I only do numbers. And I kept hitting and hitting and hitting and hitting. And then I was like, give me a sign of when I should stop. The next number that hit, my ex-wife's birthday. And I'm like, get me the hell out of here. I didn't know you were so weird about numbers and like Oh, yeah. Signs. It was like he saw a ghost, Bones. He was like, oh, he oh 26. Oh, oh, cash me out. Cash me out. That's and my ex-wife. And, and he told the dealer, it's my ex-wife's birthday. I, I'm out. I'm out. And they were like, keep playing, keep playing. And we would sat there and watched. And all, every number after that would have been numbers against me. And I would have kept losing. And I probably would have broke even. But I didn't. Cashed out. And I won, I think, like 300 bucks. You came out ahead 300? Ahead 300. Nice job. Yeah. That's after tipping awesome. the dealer and all that stuff. And he throws wow. in the, the dealer tip. Look at him. It's called karma. So I always take care of those around me. You didn't give me any money. I was around you. You're the one that told me to put it on red and told me to keep playing. So no, I'm not giving you anything. And I tried to steer you to a different table because exactly. He was, He's like, don't play this one because it has three greens. That means nothing to me. No, it does. Your percentages go down. Doesn't matter. Winning. It doesn't matter. Okay, I play you're right, where I want. You're right, you're Your right. table was a loser table, so that's why I don't listen to you. <laughs> Did I go play at the table? No, EJ played. But Bobby, would you tell him? <laughs> just tell him statistically, it was smarter for him to walk over to the table with two greens. Instead well, you of can three. win different money. Like, let's say you bet the green. The odds are up if you want to bet green. But he's not table. betting green. Bet green. That's what I was numbers. trying to let him know. Yeah. That I was just letting him know his odds were worse. And he was like, it doesn't make a difference. I'm like, okay. It, right. and it didn't because I won a bunch. And maybe so. it wasn't. I don't know. I didn't see the table. Maybe it wasn't 36 to 1 on the red, black individual numbers since there were more greens. Maybe it was better than that. No, it's the same. They just they sneak that green in there for people that don't pay attention. Because <laughs> I hit it one time <laughs> last year, and I, I landed on palm tree. And I was like, palm tree? What does that mean? And they're like, it's just a third green, man. And I'm like. Oh, I wasn't paying attention. Yeah. Don't do that again. They got you. Yeah, I didn't see that table. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Well, anyway, we had a, a fun trip. A no, fun. we didn't. It sucked. But we did a couple fun things. <laughs> but it sucked. Yeah. It's the worst because you just go and you get dehydrated and the show's cool. Your feet hurt. show's awesome. The show's cool, but it's just all the stuff we have to do around it. Like, if you could ever go to the show, if you're just a listener, it's awesome. I mean, you see some people, you know, I mean. And together. Yes. Mm -hmm. That first night, Lionel and Morgan Wallen were the two that got everybody up the most and loudest. And Pitbull, and dale. Oh, I wasn't there for that. And I'm Pitbull not, was not a big awesome. Pitbull fan. It was amazing, so. dude. It was very entertaining. Yeah, I don't, I don't. I was watching the show and I went to Southwest app to see how much tickets to Miami would be. I'm like, I'm, I want to go to Miami. Go watch right Pitbull again. Let's go again with Pitbull and his whole crew. He starts falling on the road, dude. It was so good. <laughs> Ray, were you jealous? You couldn't go. I had FOMO, but then I knew it was really hot out there because I'd just been out there and you guys were working constantly. It's a busy schedule. Yeah, it sucks. It sucks. So then I lost all the FOMO. We go and they're like, okay. I'll give you one sad sob story that's not very sad and sobby, but I was just irritated. They're like, okay, you have a shoot, and we're going to shoot this uh, thing for a big client. You have your hair done. Have, you need to have makeup because it's TV cameras. You need to be dressed because it's going to be be camera ready. 
camera ready means you got to look tip top a presentable because somebody important is watching it either it's on tv or it's using a promo video like la 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 great before that go swing by and get your covid test okay cool covid still thing i guess sure not really to me but sure right so we i go by and they're like you're gonna go to vip testing so because we got to get you in and out i'm like okay cool Nice, cool. Give me a little coffee, maybe a little Starbucks, and we go and walk out. I was like, "Well, this is, like, this is not very VIP. It's outside in a parking lot." And I'm like, "Okay, well, I get it. I'll go and get the test." And we're probably air conditioned tent. No, I just sit in the parking lot, and that's okay. But they have me get camera ready. So I'm sweating through the makeup. It was hot. The back of my shirt's got a big sweat ring in it, and I get it. I guess I can't be on camera. My back can't be seen on camera. There's a huge sweat ring in it, and so I, I'm sitting there. I sit here in the next to a trash can. So I start taking pictures of the stuff. And I'm like, this is my VIP trash can. Mm-hmm. I was just a child at that point. But I was just, I don't even care if I was in shorts and a cutoff. But they were like, get camera. I spent all this time having to get ready for this thing. And I was like melting. Like makeup's melting off my face. And then I asked my friends, like, hey, how was your COVID test? They were like, fine. We went to the hotel, got a test, went and got a Starbucks, walked around, air conditioned. I'm like, wait, hold on. You did what? Yeah. They're like, yeah, we got you- it in the hotel. I was so confused why you went to a parking lot. Yeah, we were Me the too. opposite of VIP, and ours was air-conditioned. Yeah, it was really nice. It was an opposite day. Nobody told me it was opposite day. <laughs> like, I mean, it was a great little nice ballroom. You nice chairs in. to wait oh, on. Oh, very nice chairs. And, and you didn't have to wait right there. You could go gamble while you waited if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. What the? <laughs> yeah, man. Not to make you more mad, but yeah. I wasn't even mad about having to go there. It was just the fact that I had to get ready and spend all that time. And then you just sit on the sun, and it all sweats and melts off of you. Yeah. So I didn't sweat. There are people with bigger problems. I don't even know if there are. I'll be honest with you. I think that's the biggest problem anybody's ever had. That's that's a big one. That one. (laughs) Uh, Okay, look, we got a couple things we're gonna mention here, and then we're gonna call this a day. I think I'm done with the sheet. Mike, we're all good on the sheet. Uh, If you want to go watch Amy's show in Wichita, her she's doing a live podcast. Amy, uh, what do you want to say? Well, it's Saturday, November fifth, and it'll be at night, like you said, in Wichita at Century Two. Um, theater and it's just going to be a really evening of exploration. I'll say that we're going to be dirty, eyes wide wow. shut. Remember, remember a that? bunch of dudes show up. Uh-huh. Whenever I talk about it, I feel like <laughs> hey. it feels so serious. I want to explore, but it'll also be fun too. But just like the, it's a four things podcast, so the four main things are living life, getting unstuck, making a move, and showing up. So those are the four areas we'll cover, and there will be experts on hand and listener Q and A or live. It sounds Q&A. more like a health fair. I would. Po- it does. It does. I would position it like this. Health fair. Yeah. There's like there'll, there'll be experts. You can ask your question. You go to the tent. This tent talks about arthritis. <laughs> Not like I would that. just say we're doing a live podcast. At this place is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. It starts to sound like you're like you know there's going to be uh, we're going to talk about tendonitis. Uh, we're going to spend some time really. By experts, on. I mean a therapist. Yeah, yeah. But I'm saying you got to sell. You got to sizzle it. You got. It's got to be sizzle. Like it's going to be so much fun. It you guys will be come fun. Out. Yes. You'll come, you'll laugh, you'll have a great time. You'll also learn something. Okay. That you know, sounds good. It's a podcast event. We've never done this first time ever. Like, you got to do that because I know it's going to be cool, but when you explain it, I'm like, oh, I'd probably be like, oh, I don't know about it. If I want to go and, you know, hear about it. But if people listen to my podcast, that's a lot of what it is. So. Yeah, but you don't want anybody to come. Okay, You, you want anybody that listens to the show to come. Okay. Anybody that even sees your thing, man, it's going to be awesome. So much fun. Yeah. It's a live podcast. There is fun surprises too. I've been working on it, oh. and I finally got them all in. There's four surprises, and I just got them, and they're very good. So there you go. Go. Uh, what's the ticket site? Selectaseat.com slash Amy. There you go. You should go to that show. Um, and as far as Vegas goes for me, I'll be back December 3rd. 
No, third the date again. Yeah, well, here's the thing. It's a Saturday <laughs> night. We were just going to do one show. I was just surprised the wind even was like, hey, come play the theater. It's the Encore Theater at the Wind, the big theater there. And it sold out. I was more, even more surprised it was sold out. But people are selling the tickets for like three and four times the amount, and people are buying them. Don't buy them. So we're trying. We're almost there to be able to do the night before, which is a Friday night. If so, I'll tell you soon. I hope you come. I hope we get to do it. Eddie will be there. We're doing, if we can do two shows, Raging Idiots will do a little set in the middle. It's my comedically inspirational show. It's going to be super funny. And uh, we'll talk about tendinitis. <laughs> well, it sounds like a health care. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> George Burge will be opening. It's going to yeah. be awesome. It's going to be awesome. Uh, okay, that's it. We got to go. Um, I got to do a, an interview. Somebody's interviewing me, so I'm going to go hop over and do that. And I will see, we'll see you guys tomorrow. Bye, everybody. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangster Chronicles, hosted by MC8 and Big Steel. It's every Thursday, a podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, gangster rap. Let's go. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.